my god, that's terrifying. Do I press got it? Yes. Okay. Um, time check. Can I do a five and a one or a two? Ten minutes. No, yeah, he'll get five. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. all right, awesome. Love it. I love a group of people that have fun in AA. That's great. Um, we're not a glum lot. I hate when old folks said that to me. Um, I hate that I'm saying it right now, but that's okay. Um, Dane's alcoholic. Um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, when my boyfriend asked me if I would be the 10 minute speaker, my heart sank to my butt. Um, I grew up here on the hard streets of Sank Money, and um, I have had the biggest resentment against Orange County pretty much my whole sobriety. Um, and if you're new here, welcome. There's a lot of new. Uh, faces people who took well obviously all of you are new to me um god um a lot of new people took chips and uh if you're in your first 30 days or your last 30 days like i hope you hear something and can hold on to it or if not you tune out and um maybe you'll get it one day uh that's what i ended up doing and i'm here uh i'm really really grateful to be here it's really cool to see someone i knew in early sobriety um, someone who convinced me uh, and helped convince me that I was not uh, terminally unique. I could not take an eight-month chip if I was still doing ecstasy. Um, you know, <laughs> crazy. But we're out here. Um, so yeah, sobriety, sobriety and um, being sober is full sober. That was really, really hard uh, to get past. And honestly, I think for me, the reason why is because like this doesn't seem like the cool thing to do. You know, hate to admit it. Um, when I, you know, all the people around me that I would consider sober, you know, or like told me they were sober were people who were still like, you know, smoking weed and stuff. So I think there was a part of me that was a little confused on the concept of full sobriety. Um, but I, I can tell you today I have just like the most amazing life. And I, I, I really want to start with, um, this prayer that I heard in a meeting, uh, and it might seem a little dark, but um, I want to say, uh, God, thank you for my sobriety. Please help me mean it because sometimes I don't. Um, I say that because uh, I have been working a lot recently. You know, you get sober, you get life and life gets in the way. And uh, I have a, a really cool job and I just haven't been going to meetings as much. And like that was a part of, you know, my heart dropping to my butt today that I was speaking because I feel really dry. And I want to say that because I want it to be a point that um, it doesn't matter who you are, how much time you have, your sobriety, what it looks like, like you are going to say something that's going to impact some someone and um, even admitting and being honest in this program that like, I don't feel really great right now about my sobriety. I know I could be in the book with others right now. I know I could be going to more meetings. Um, it's telling on myself and it's keeping me accountable. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you guys real briefly. Um, you know, what it looked like without giving a full on drunk log. You know, I'm the firstborn of, of two parents. One uh, grew up here in Orange County and um, they did everything they could to give me the best possible life, honestly. Um, I cannot blame them for uh, anything, truly, because I know today, like, I have the spiritual malady. I have the spiritual sickness that makes everything about me, you know. Someone could be going through like the most traumatic thing ever. And I'd be like, they didn't say that my hair looked good today. And I'm going to be really upset about that for the rest of the day. You know, that, that is what alcoholism manifests like within me. Um, 
you know, I moved here uh, post 9-11 from Connecticut, where I came from a neighborhood that was predominantly Jewish and African-American. And I was like the one white kid with blonde hair and green eyes. And we were all friends and it was beautiful. Um, so I think, you know, I was, I was like, what, five, six. Um, and uh, I moved to San Clemente shortly after 9-11. I remember like vividly being in line, uh, lining up for my first day of third grade and asking these girls in front of me, if we could be friends, you know, just moved here. And uh, they turned and looked at me and they were like, no, we've been friends since kindergarten. So I just like, don't think that's gonna work. And I like look back at that as like my first instance of feeling just not a part of in any way. And, um, you know, most of my, my childhood, like I was a weird kid. Um, I was put on uh, stimulants very, very early. I have ADHD. Uh, I was a pharmaceutical kid, put on Concerta around like five years old. So I, you know, that's like the life I've known. I've always felt very, very, very different. And it gave me a reason to drink uh, later on in life. Um, as I said before, I was a weird kid. I was bullied pretty severely in middle school. Um, I went from being like a very short kid to 5'9", very fast. And um, I'm 5'11 today, I'm a tall woman. I love being long, it's great, it's something I can embrace. It was not something I embraced back then, thank you. Um, and uh, I, yeah, like I said, I, I just spent a lot of time feeling uh, very not a part of and um, kind of searching for things. And my favorite thing to do, you know, to get what I want to feel a part of was to lie. And um, lying got me to the rooms of AA, you know, in every single way. Um, I loved to manipulate. That was probably like my first thing that I really, really enjoyed doing. And um, sorry, that startled me so much. I, why did I go so deep into my lore? Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry guys. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, all right. I'll start from, I'll start from getting sober. Um, you know, one of the ways are like how I really, one of my last drunk logs, you know, um, was I, I got beat up in a bar by a girl who was like a whole foot shorter than me, um, which was whew, rough for my ego. Um, and I had been on a sick one. I, I was just being, I was stealing money. Um, my friends had found out a lot of things about me that, you know, I kind of kept to myself really keeping these secrets. Like if anyone knows the real me, no one's going to want to be around me, you know? Um, and I had like five different lives that I couldn't keep track of. And um, I remember walking out of this bar uh, and meeting up with my friends outside. And I was like, I got beat up. And they were like, I don't believe it wasn't your fault. Uh, and that was like one of the first times I really fucking got like called out. I know we can cuss here, but that felt really weird in a church. So I'm going to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to respect the room of the Lord, um, you know. Uh, and that's crazy even coming out of my mouth because I, I, my first meeting I ever went to, I rolled up to this meeting in a Christian death shirt. And now like I pray to God every day and I love God, you know, if you know anything about that band, not exactly God centered, you know, uh, <laughs> but I have God today, you know, and my, you know, I got really, really lucky that my first meeting, I was so desperate for friends. Like once I first stopped drinking that my first meeting was a young people's meeting and um, I was so angry to be there. There was a bunch of people dressed really nice and they were laughing and they were having a really good time. And I hated every single one of them because I could tell it was genuine and I was dying inside. Um, 
I wanted so badly to feel a part of. I wanted so badly to have the fellowship I have today. Um, and that like was something that, you know, was my first like in, innuendo, uh, my first inkling, inkling to really start to like maybe take this seriously. You know, I wish I can say I had like these in and outs of detoxes at time. That's just not my story, you know, but uh, around uh, six months sobriety, what really woke me up was I was in the car with um, someone and I'm, I'm only mentioning this person's name because I want their life uh, to be known and to be um, remembered and not just a statistic, but I was in a car with a bunch of people and we were driving back from something after a good day and I got to hear the sound of what it sounds like when a sober, uh, sober living manager finds one of us dead and the shriek and the horror and it scared the living shit out of me. And I still think about that. Um, her name was Anne Marie and um, she's someone that I, I never got to know, but I got to know what it sounds like when one of us died and it scared me. And, and this shit's real, you know? Um, and that really got me to get in the work and I know I haven't mentioned a lot of the work. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who are new here and I just want to tailor it more towards that. But hey, four steps, not that scary, guys. It's the ninth. Um, my mom rejected, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my mom rejected my first amends. That was hard. Um, but I can say, you know, through this program, I, I, I'm able to be honest to the point where like even the tiniest white lie of why I'm late at work today really, really bothers me. And I, I have to... Um, I have to keep account for that. And like as someone who loves lying and loved having a million different lives and pretending that I partied with like SoundCloud rappers when like probably only came across one in LA and like it wasn't that big of a deal, you know? Um, you know, AA keeps me accountable. God keeps me accountable. And um, I heard in my morning meeting I went to this morning that, you know, God is the space between me and you. I can connect through people or connect to connect through people. I could connect two people with God, you know, um, your higher power doesn't have to be white Jesus. Mine certainly isn't. Um, it can be anything you want it to be. Sometimes like it's even a full moon or like the little crescent moon that reminds me of the Alice in Wonderland Cheshire cat. Uh, cause that's a movie I loved as a kid. Um, and you know, it's bigger than me. And even though that's like a small God, like sometimes we just need that when the world feels so big, you're not alone. Um, you are, a part of probably um, the only place in the world you can go and find people who who know how you feel. You know, I've gone to meetings in South Carolina where they didn't have coffee; it was sweet tea, horrifying. <laughs> um, but they they said what I needed to hear. I and I wanted to uh, close out with this because I know that's my time. Um, I met a man in Tennessee when I went to uh, watch my sister graduate um, and I was, you know, really sad that it wasn't all about me that day because I'm a sick alcoholic <laughs> and um, he, he pulled me aside and, you know, I'm giving him my whole spiel and he said, look, uh, I want you to repeat after me. And I was like, okay, I will. Um, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I feel. I'm going to act the fuck right. And that's something I try to hold myself to when I can't, you know, I, I'm still a human being. I still want to get at it with my mom sometimes for no reason. Um, but if I can show up today and I can just act the fuck right, I'm doing something right. Thank you so much for having me.